With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus on florida's space coast we think you can have the best of both worlds kind of like right now driving at your desk maybe at the gym but you're also grooving to some music visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting it's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cricket Daily. It's June the 21st. I'm your co-host, Andrew Mensor from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm joined by Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. And we have a lot of news to get through. The World Test Championship final continues. England and India have played out a drawn test at Bristol in the women's game. And then we have an exciting test match going on in St. Lucia. And a bit of news and two T20 tournaments to cover. Lots to get through. Let's jump straight into it, Paul. Well, there's been a bit happening at Southampton. Sure has. I feel very proud. I stayed up till three in the morning. Thoroughly enjoyed it last night. Feeling nice and chipper today. But in the game itself, New Zealand won the toss and sent India in, who made 217, Rahani 49 and Kohli 44. Kyle Jamieson, 22 overs, 5 for 31. And in reply, New Zealand, two for 101. Conway made 54. Williamson is not out 12. Taylor is not out zero. Day one was washed out in, in in its entirety. Day two, we lost about one session roughly due to bad light. Day three was mostly played in full. So the sixth day will be activated and played in full. So even though we're going into day four, we're effectively going into day three. New Zealand are well on top. Can they pull off an amazing win? Yeah, it's, it's nicely poised with three days left. I'm just blown away by Kyle Jamison's skill in the, at the test level. He, he seems a much he seems much better suited to test cricket than a white ball cricket at the moment because he can just hit that consistent length. 
Um, but he did say after the first day's play that he, he worked on uh, getting a bit fuller um, for the, the second day's play, the third day of the test match, and therefore he got the results. Absolutely, and it's such a refreshing thing to see someone six foot eight, two hundred and three centimeters, who pitches the ball up. It's sort of a little bit reminiscent of Curtly Ambrose in in some respects, but uh, he's kind of crept up on me, Jameson. Uh, looking at him now, forty four wickets at fourteen point one four. Crick Info requires two thousand balls before they allow you to be in their top lists of all time. So he's at four hundred and twenty deliveries to go. If he was on there now, he'd be number three. Now, of course. That really doesn't mean anything. We've got to look at it once he's played a, a proper sample size. But it's exciting to me because the best bowling figures, best bowling averages in history are all from the dim, dim, distant past when bowlers had it much, much over batters. So I'm just really excited to see how it plays out for him going forward. Plus, there's talk that one day he'll be a number seven batsman for New Zealand. He averages 21 in first-class cricket, averages 47 in his brief test career so, so far, hits the ball a long way. Um, tremendously exciting prospect. Yeah, and you look at that Kiwi pace attack of Bolt, Southie, Jamison and Wagner, it's as good as any pace attack in the world. And I, I just think um, he's added so much to this Kiwi team. Certainly has, and they just got that um, that extra little bit pitched up compared to the Indian bowlers. I don't think India bowled badly, although I thought that Boomer was a little bit off his best, wasn't quite as threatening as normal. I think he's going to surge back and be more of a factor th- throughout the rest of the test, but... There was just a few too many balls from the Indians where that, that, that familiar pattern of when bowlers bowl a little bit short, they beat the bat, they make the bat the batter look awkward. But, I mean, Conway and Latham played really well to, to get through largely unscathed, although in the end they both played rather loose shots to get out. And so India, somewhat fortunate to have those two wickets. Yep, set up nicely for the conclusion of this game. I think we're going to get a thrilling finish. Crick Viz have it 61% draw. New Zealand, 27%, and India, 12%. Uh, I've had a look at the weather forecast, and I I actually think um, we might be okay. That day four, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe a session lost. But then days five and six, looking pretty good. So we might have the best part of, um, you know, what's that? Eight sessions still to play. And so I think there's still every chance yet um, of a result. Now, in a game there wasn't a result. The England women hosted the Indian women in their test match at Bristol. And India were forced to follow on in their second innings, 165 165 runs behind England, and they were able to escape with a spirited draw. On the last day, Snerana and Tanya Bhatia came together with India 8 for 240 and just a small lead of 75 over England. So at this stage, there was... 40, 50 overs of cricket left in the day. England would have been um, eyeing off a win, get those last two wickets and then chase down a small total. But in the end, Rana and Bhatia put on 104 unbeaten. Rana on debut made 80 not out. Bhatia 44 not out. The match was drawn and England were frustrated. Snare Rana became the first Indian male or female to score a 50 and take four or more wickets on debut. And it's a nice story. She lost her father two months ago and he spent a lot of time with her and supporting her cricket and he wasn't able to see her make her Indian debut, but she dedicates everything to him now. So a terrific performance by the Indian women. Yeah, great um, rearguard action, but I, I just find it it's very stark that these two matches, they're only 100 kilometres apart as the crow flies. With the women, they put them on a used pitch and gave them four days. With the men, fresh pitch, five days plus a sixth day. 
Um, I think this test deserved to go into a fifth day. I, I just think it's ridiculous that women's test matches are four days long, and I think they should immediately make them five days. Look, I see where you're coming from, and I have no complaints with any women's team playing a five-day test. But I actually think that the problem is they're just not playing enough four-day test cricket. I think that the four-day test cricket would get better if they played more. But at the moment, teams come into it. They haven't played much test cricket and they just don't want to lose. So it's sort of safety first. And, you know, these are sort of so rare that they're very conservative. I think if you just played more four-day test cricket, the, the play would get more daring and, and the quality of the cricket would go up. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with them playing five-day tests, but I don't think it's such a problem as you, you've you laid out. Oh, I just think it's a problem because it was so clear in the disparity that was going on. And I think that men's cricket has been always very, very conservative. That that That's the sort of nature when you're the captain – you tend to want to lo- to avoid losing before you go for the win, unless you're, you know, a rare uh, Ian Chapel or Michael Clark. So I'm certainly up for them playing more four day tests. But I think if they're going to play more four day tests, they might as well play more five day tests. Well, at the end of that match, because it's a multi format series, uh, the England and India sides take two points each. Player of the match was Shafali Verma for 96 and 63 on debut. A great double for her. And staying on Test Cricket, we'll head to St Lucia where the West Indies are hosting South Africa in the second test of their series after South Africa won the first Test match. And this match is turning out to be a thriller. South Africa were all out for 298 in their first innings. De Kock was out for 96, just missing his seventh Test ton. Then the West Indies crashed out to 149. That left them with a deficit of 149 and then... In South Africa's second innings, the West Indies hit back and they reduced South Africa to seven for 73. But then South Africa rallied to 174 with Rabada making 40 and Evander Dusen making 75 not out. Kemar Roach took four for 52. That has left the West Indies with a fourth innings target of 324 and they are none for 15 at stumps. This is set up to be a thrilling finish. I didn't know you were a member of the West Indian Cricket Board marketing team, Menas. Um, look, I'd love it if it was a thrilling finish, but let's look at cold, hard facts. Crick Info has West Indies 9% chance and South Africa 91% chance. Um, South Africa are going to win this game, barring something rather strange. And if that happens, I'll be more than happy to eat humble pie in the next show. A couple of notable performances in the game so far. Kyle Mayers took three for 24 and three for 28 in both innings. And Jason Holder became just the 15th player in Test history to score over 2,000 runs, take 100 wickets and take 50 catches. He took a cracker off Maharaj in the second innings. So tune in for that thrilling match despite Paul's um, <laughs> thoughts about the game. All right, moving on to the Pakistan Super League. We have hit the conclusion, the climax. It's finals week in the United Arab Emirates. And we saw a cracking finish to the round robin stage with the Karachi Kings, the defending champs, leapfrogging Lahore on the last weekend to claim that last top four spot. So after the Qualifying rounds, Islamabad United were on top with 16 points. Then he had four teams on 10 points, Multan Sultans, Peshawar Zalmi and the Karachi Kings all on 10 points and Lahore were on 10 points as well but missed out on net run rate. It all started on Friday night when Lahore were chasing 170 to win the match and would have seen them qualify for the finals and they were bowled out for 89 which 
opened the door for Karachi and also dented their net run rate. That left Karachi with the easy task of knowing they just had to beat Kedah in the last game to get into the finals. That they did. They were success- They successfully defended 177 after Danish Azzy smashed 45 off just 13 balls, including five sixes. So that means Islamabad will be playing Multan for a spot in the final. That's tonight. And then the loser of that game plays the winner of the Eliminator, which is Peshawar Zalmi hosting the Karachi Kings. So it's all happening in the Pakistan Super League this week. And the Vitality Blast in England, full of action. There's six games scheduled for Sunday. Um, Durham beat Birmingham. The big news there, Ben Stokes got through that game. He's back and should be now available for England selection soon. Cameron Bancroft from Australia scored 76 not out in that game. Nottinghamshire and Lancashire had a tie. Lancashire needed eight off two. Keaton Jennings hit a six off the second last ball, but could only get one off the last ball. Got run out going for the second. So um, he top scored, but couldn't quite get the win for them. Kent, three for 236, their highest ever score in T20 cricket. And the, the 15th highest score in the history of T20 cricket in England were too good for Essex. Leicestershire beat, Nottingham, beat Northamptonshire. Australia's Josh Inglis making 103 not out of 62 balls for Leicestershire, his first ever T20 tonne. Yorkshire beat Derbyshire. Joe Root was the high score for the match with 49 from 36. And Gloucestershire versus Hampshire, the only one without excitement as it was rained off. Yeah, I actually um, tuned into that Josh Inglis tonne last night. It was on YouTube and it was really picturesque watching him wallop balls into the surrounds at North Hants little home ground. It was quite captivating, Paul, real taste of English village cricket. And honestly, mark my words, Inglis, he is a future Australian star, no doubt about it. All right, so wrapping this up with some other news, Aaron Finch, the Australian white ball captain, has spoken on SEN Radio in Australia about his thoughts on the Australian players returning to the IPL. Just have a quick listen to this grab. This is only my personal opinion. I think that they would find it hard to justify going going back and playing that second half of the IPL, just purely based on the workload coming up with a T20 World Cup and then a, a huge home summer. He was pretty clear there, wasn't he, Paul, about his thoughts on players returning to the IPL? Yeah, kind of a message to anyone who's thinking of doing it. If you pulled out of this tour, don't go to the IPL. He also said that he was just a little bit surprised with them pulling out. He's chatted to them. He says he understands but wishes that they were there. To me, he was just a little bit stronger than uh, Trevor Holmes, who expressed regret. Finch a little bit more strongly worded, but still reasonable. And I suppose when you're the captain of the side and you've got a World Cup coming up, that's totally understandable. I agree. And I think Finch has made it pretty clear here that there would be a lot of disappointment if players went back to playing that IPL, especially the international players. All right, in more news, Ollie Stone, the English quick, is out for the rest of the summer with stress fractures in his back. That's a shame for him. Crick Info is reporting that Andrew McDonald, the Australian assistant coach, has withdrawn as Birmingham Phoenix head coach due to a clash with the Australian tour of the West Indies. And finally, in good news for the Pakistan women's cricket team that have been starved of action since the coronavirus hit, they will tour the West Indies later this month for three T20s and five one-day internationals at the same time the Pakistan women's A-team will play the West Indies women's A-team. So that's great news for both women's cricket teams in Pakistan and the West Indies. And that's it for this edition of Cricket Daily. 
we release this show at 3 p.m. Monday to Friday in Sydney. That's 6 a.m. in London, 7 a.m. in Cape Town, and at 10.30 a.m. in Mumbai. Thanks for listening. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now, driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.